Welcome to the Motoring Podcast, your weekly discussion of motoring news. This is episode 450, a Tokyo Auto Salon 2022 special edition. Hello, I'm Alan. Hello, I'm Andrew. What's what's this special edition from Tokyo Auto Salon? Do explain, Alan. Well, it's a number of things. But firstly, and sort of slightly foremost, at 450 episodes in, we're testing a new format. <laughs> we don't like to rush into things. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Why get comfortable? <laughs> we're testing a new format so this podcast will be available in both audio and video versions and not just that but rather than actually having to just look at our ugly pusses this will be a full-on multimedia job as we go through here if we're on the video then you'll see us talk about the different cars and the different pictures if you are using a decent podcast player you should be able to see pictures changing as we go along. I mean, you'll, you'll just be seeing the logo right at the minute. But as we go on, as we talk about different vehicles, then pictures of the, a picture of that vehicle should appear on the screen. So you have an idea what we're talking about. And it'll save us doing quite some of the desperately trying to describe things in the way that we, we normally do when we're limited purely to an audio format. Did that make sense, Andrew? Yes. Good. It did. I think... Once you've listened to this, if you could give us any feedback and let us know mm. what you think of it, because it's something we hope to do more of and explore other topics in this sort of format. Yeah. We would appreciate yeah. your words as kindly put as possible, even if you don't like it. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> yes. It, nicely, though. Not in an internet way. Yes. Don't say you don't like it in an internet way, please. Be grown up. Do it as a motoring podcast listen away yes lovely in other words anyway shall we get on with it yeah so what's the auto uh, tokyo auto salon then well it is a massive tuna show held every january at the makahari mesa in chiba city in japan it's been going for 37 years but this is the first time since 2019 i believe it's really a tuning show but manufacturers use it to share concepts and vehicles that they think are ripe for tuning and to share and occasionally launch and show off vehicles that they think will appeal to that Japanese performance marketplace. Mm -hmm. It's really quite a big show. There's about 1,400 booths. There's hundreds of exhibitors, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It covers three days, uh, as I say, in January each year. Lots of the stuff we're going to talk about is Japan only. And lots of stuff that's launched there, obviously, is, is also Japan only or not for European consumption. But the reason we're talking about it is that it is a concentration of what generally filters its way through to Europe. Mm -hmm. Or even it's a concentration of European ideas which have made their way over to Japan as well. It's a both-way thing. Because of the sort of extremeness of what goes on and what gets shown, it's an indication of future trends. And that's one of the reasons it's worth us talking about it and, and covering it on here. Okay. I think that's all the caveats now. <laughs> yes, I think we've covered those pretty well. What I want to do is start off talking about some performance stuff. And I think some of the biggest announcements from the show came from Gazoo Racing and from Toyota. Obviously, biggest Japanese car manufacturer. So obviously, they're get, at a home show like this, they're going to have a significant presence. Mm-hmm. First up from Gazoo is the Toyota GR GT3 concept. What you need to imagine here, if you can't see the pictures, is a Toyota version of the Aston Martin Vulcan. 
fact, it's an Aston Martin, if not an Aston Martin Vulcan, then very much a Toyota version of the Mercedes SLS-based GT3 cars, Mm -hmm. which do so well in endurance racing. And indeed, that's the aim of this. I mean, this is a concept, but the idea is to take this car, GT3 racing, around the world. This is one of those concepts that looks very close to real. Mm. I mean, despite the fact it looks like a Batmobile. Mm. Got the huge bonnet. It's got the tiny cab nearly on the back wheels, and it's Mm. got a massive wing and a fabulous front splitter. It looks like a Batmobile. It really does. I mean, if if this was announced as a Batmobile in the next Batman film, you wouldn't be hugely surprised. No. (laughs) The aim is not just race cars, but also a few road-going cars as well. But that's it. That's really as much information as there is. It just looks fantastic. Yeah, I mean, the Toyota or Gazoo Racing are in the British GT Championship with the uh, Supra in GT4s. I am not surprised that they are looking to go up into GT3s as well, because we know mm-hmm. they obviously do the hypercar mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to the WEC stuff. So if it's anything like the Supra, which I expect it to be in terms of competitiveness, then, because uh, I... It's one of those companies, isn't it? No company or race team wants to go in and not be competitive, but I think they will be competitive from the start. This is going a particular way in the GT3 because they've gone for the the huge front end Mm -hmm. type vehicle. So uh, if they can put some nimbleness into that, then I I think it will be a cracker. Yeah, Yeah, I think so too. Speaking of nimble and successful, the GR Yaris has been something of a success for Toyota, and they've announced a Japan only. And this is probably one of the most talked about vehicles in the whole show. A Japan-only GRMN Yaris. There are only going to be 500 examples built. The cars will only be available via a reservation lottery to Japanese customers as well. Definitely not coming to Europe. Weight's been reduced 20 kilos. Width has been increased by 10 mil. Car's been dropped by 10 mil. Other than that, everything seems to be as it is at the moment. It's just a little bit more nutty. Yeah. The two versions that we've got available in the picture, there's the more, I would presume it's track-focused version, Mm. uh, which is in a fabulous dark grey. And then there's a red uh, rally version, or what looks to be rally version, with the lovely mud flaps and the more more tyre to the wheel. (laughs) It it looks slightly under-wheeled, but once you sort of go, oh, hang on a minute, now I get it. I've seen, I've spotted the mud flaps. Uh, It makes a lot more sense. I don't know whether they're going to show those two versions or one is the sort of standard track style and then uh, tuned and tweaked to to be better suited to rallying uh, or or rally cross. Uh, I, I think we'll find out and we'll see. I would imagine one or two of these will eventually work their way over to the UK, but definitely not going to be sold here. Yeah. If they were sold here, would this exclusivityness be more enticing for you as a possible exclusivity is definitely enticing? Let's mm-hmm. not kid ourselves on that. Uh oh, goodness knows what the price is going to be because that's a lot of carbon fiber on there already. I would imagine this would be priced fifty grand or so. And yes, I'd still consider it. And let's not forget as well the the servicing for this because of the the moreness of it will be even more expensive. So that that's another thing that you particularly Perfect. seek out for in your cars, isn't it? Perfect. That's exactly what I'm looking for. Totally my bag. <laughs> totally my bag. Shall we move on though yes. <laughs> before this gets this descends? 
into yet more abuse in my general direction and talk about the BZ4XGR Sport. Now, this is interesting because it's the first gazoo-tuned EV. Obviously, it's it's Toyota's first globally available EV. I think that that's a fair way of putting it because they have made EVs before. We've rabbited on about that in the news show in the past, in the recent past as well. So we won't talk too much about that. I imagine the changes to this will be mostly aesthetic, possibly a bit of suspension, but generally, and you know, a a nice interior or nice sporty seats. Mm. I don't imagine it'll go much further than that. You've probably struggled to make it much quicker. And would you want to do that for the loss of range? I'm not sure you want to do that. And it is a GR Sport, so you're only expecting suspension tweaks rather than massive power gains or anything. Yeah, That's the sort of level that it sits at. So it goes GR Sport, GR, and then GR main at the top. Standard 214 brake, 248 pound-feet, 0-62 in 7.7 seconds, and about 280 miles of range. I wouldn't imagine it'll differ from that very much at all. No. If if in any way, shape, or form. Moving from there to something incredibly similar, but also different. The Subaru Solterra STI. Obviously, the BZ4X and the Solterra are very similar. <laughs> they are essentially the same vehicle, uh, a bit like the BRZ and the GT86. Were. It's, it's an equivalent synergy between the two companies to develop them. Mm-hmm be interesting to see if this or even a sort of slightly watered down version of this will come to the uk i i I can't remember if a properly sti badged subaru has actually ever made it to the uk officially i mean obviously there's thousands of the darn things uh, around now but i'm never sure if one has made it officially wasn't the last in well not impreza called the sti I suppose it was, yes. It was the WRX STI. Yes, yes, you're right. Thank you. But we've not had, for a very long time, we've not had any sort of breathed upon, tuned versions of the rest of their range. That's that's true. No, because it's hit quite hard. They've always been hit quite hard with CO2 and emissions, and that's really raised the tax. Also, mm. it depends what mood the UK importers in. Uh, do they fancy <laughs> porting vehicles for farmers this week, or are they doing performance cars this week? And they flip-flop between the two of them on a sort of two-year cycle, I'd say. Yep. Let's cross our fingers and, and hope. It shouldn't really... It shouldn't cost them as an importer to bring in these these more powerful, these these more tuned versions of EVs, I yeah. hope. Fingers crossed and see what happens, though. For the sake of completeness, we've talked about Toyota having a race car concept. Subaru also showed uh, an STI performance ERA, which was uh, essentially for electric GT cars in Japan, Japanese race series. Uh, and this was a concept uh, that, to show what they might do there. It's kind of cool as well. Yeah. Yeah. And no, I believe uh, that they are going to try and thrash it around the Nürburgring. I think that's one of the parts of this project. The front end, around the lights and everything, that to me does shout of Subaru, I have to say. It does, yeah. But the model they've, they've displayed or that we've got a picture for, very much in Toyota colours. <laughs> it is a bit, isn't it? Yes, black, red. I hadn't noticed that before. It might just be the balance on the thing. I, I bet that's actually more pink than it is red mm. in real life because, of course, STI colour is that sort of electric pink. It doesn't always come across very well under motor show lights. Yep. Next up, 
a car that sadly we're not getting in Europe, the Nissan Fairlady Lady Z or the Nissan Z. Obviously, this was shown as a concept. It's been shown kind of in production version a little while ago. But this is it being shown properly that this is production version. With massive wing mirrors. It, it does have ma- it does actually have massive wing mirrors. Well, one of the ones that was on show was also incredibly yellow. And I would never have thought yellow and gold wheels went that well together, but actually I quite dig it. Okay. You're on your own there. It's kind of cool. But they were showing this not just as a static model, but also the were showing it off in the, the drift arena outside. I reckon so each year at Tokyo Auto Salon, there's there's like a tuna car of choice. Yeah. And it was the GR Yaris last time. This time it seems to be the GR86. So, okay. you know, all the tuners that you've heard of and many you haven't will have a, a, a GR86 that has been tuned. So HKS, for example, has one which is body kitted and painted black with all the appropriate colors and has an amazing intake and exhaust system and all that kind of stuff. I'll bet you next year, It'll be Fair Lady Zeds that have all the tuna kit on them at Tokyo Auto Salon. Okay. It's a very low-risk bet, to be perfectly honest, but but it's one I'm prepared to make. The Zed USA and Japan and East Asia only, as far as I'm aware. Yeah, it's not coming to Europe, let alone Not coming UK. to Europe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is looks to be a bit of a shame, but we'll see just what happens there. One performance car that was... I would say it's a sneak peek. It's not really a sneak peek when you've got it up on a stage in front of many, many, many people at a motor show is the Honda Civic Type R. So they showed off a Honda Civic Type R concept. It was covered in camo. The windows were all limo tint, so you couldn't see inside. Really, all you can make out are big brakes, three exhaust pipes at the back, and the body kit. Also, the Honda face now. Yes. The front end is very much the Honda look that they've gone for, apart from with the, uh, what's the little car they've got? Uh, the E is the little car. Uh, sorry, got. not the not the Wally one. The um, the Jazz, Jazz has the Jazz sorry. has an overbite as well. Yeah, the lights are very much, it's, it seems a lot more toned down, just looking at the general shape. A lot more toned down than the, the last model and the, the last version and the version before that, which was, uh, I won't say exactly polarizing, generally most people hated the look of it. <laughs> yeah. So, well, this one, I, I don't know. Let's just see whenever the, the camo comes off, because I think there's an awful lot being hidden under there. So we'll see. I mean, it, it's not going to win beauty pageant awards, I'll tell you that. No. no. But it's a hyper-hot hatch that this thing is to just punch through the air as hmm. quickly as possible. Yes. As I say, though, anything, any specs, everything like that, that you might see going around the place do seem to be conjecture a little more. They're just generally saying, well, it's unlikely to have less than the previous generation, which makes a lot of sense, really. Yeah. That's kind of a roundup of the performance stuff. The next thing I really want to talk about are some of the Kaikar concepts, because K-Car's major part of the show. Obviously, these, if you don't know what a K-Car is, then it's a small city car built to fit within a certain set of tax rules. The outcome of that, in many cases, is that they look as close to a toaster as a car could possibly look like a toaster. What you're trying to say is very efficient space. They're max- yes, they are. I was about to say they're maximizing their use of space, but it does also mean that many of them look like toasters. <laughs> Starting off with vehicles that don't look like a toaster, 
in the funky concept version that's being shown at the auto salon, Daihatsu have been celebrating the launch of the latest Atri, uh, which is a tiny van, almost but not quite forward control. They were showing a camper concept based on a deck van. If you don't know what a deck van is, then I'm going to tell you. A deck van is where you've got a van, essentially, but you sort of cut off the last bit. You know a van, you've got like the sort of driver area, and then you've got the sort of middle door at uh, the front of the luggage, and then uh, the sort of cargo area, and then you've got the, the sort of rest of the cargo area above the back wheels. Well, really there, it's turned into a pickup truck, so it's like half van, half pickup truck. It's something we don't really have here. For obvious reasons. No, it's awesome. Brilliant. But a waste, but no usable space, really. Who cares? That's not important, Andrew. Okay. I think the concept looks fab, by the way, with the roof tent and everything. Oh, it does, yes. And the mahoosive LED lights across the top. Yeah. You do wonder if, if you turned on all the lights on the front, the rest of it is so small and so light, it would probably be pushed backwards. <laughs> yes. <laughs> slightly weird description of this I found from the Otto Salon website. Now, Google Translate was involved, so my apologies because this possibly isn't quite correct. What, your Japanese isn't up to scratch? No, not at How all. disappointing. It says, a bath is installed in the driver's seat. There's luggage room in the rear seat and a bedroom in the roof tent. And there's a loading space, which is also a feature of the basic vehicle. And the entire car is designed as a house. There you go. It's the bathroom in the driver's seat bit that really puzzles me there. Yeah. Um, I'm not quite sure what they mean. You want to get your timing right there. Yes, <laughs> yes. But it's great. It's, it's yellow, it's black, it's jumped up, it's, it's jacked up, it's got some nice alloy wheels on it. I think it's a lot of fun. Really cool. Yep. Honda showed a couple of concepts. First of all, it was called the N-Wigen, W-G-N, Picnic, which is meant for outdoors and picnicking. And it goes down the whole cuteness world with its round headlights, two-tone body, wood panels. Uh, they are actually made of genuine, real wood fitted down the side. And the inside is, uh, is as I say, picnic style. So it's all got arranged rugs and nice cushions and all these kind of things. Very much what you'd expect when you, you think of that sort of really, um, I don't want to say cheesy, but over-cute yeah. Japanese kind of style uh, there. So I think it fantastic they also showed another k-car concept at the other end of the spectrum called the k-climb which i think is i think it's awesome i mean who doesn't want a k-car based hill climb car <laughs> depends how big the hill is <laughs> yeah I mean, yes it does i suppose well every well every k-car needs a wide arches carbon fiber panels full body kit, full roll cage and four-point harnesses and bucket seats in them. I just just love the idea. I mean, the epitome of all show, no go, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's all going to come down to the skill of the driver, really, and sort of, yes, conservation of momentum. Are you brave enough to never break? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's essentially what it boils down to. But when you're that small, then the road is like twice as wide as it is for most normal cars. It does look fab, though. You are right. It, it does, does look, look great. It looks like an awful lot of fun. Mitsubishi showed a concept, which I think is interesting, not necessarily for what it is. And of course, definitely no chance of Mitsubishi cars coming to Europe. So they actually had a few concept cars. The one that I want to talk about is the KEV Concept X Style. And it's an electric K car. 
it's an interesting idea, an interesting prospect. And part of it is just, is there going to be a market for something at the price point it needs to be? Or can they bring the price low enough that it remains competitive? Do we have any specs? We don't. No, I'm sorry. Interesting to know how far that goes. Well, that's it. And it is very much a concept at the minute. Hopefully, we'll find more. I mean, the thing is, it might have a small battery, but it's also not going to be a heavy vehicle. But will they have to limit it similar to the capabilities of a 600cc engine? I would imagine so. So if that's the case, then you don't need a bigger battery. You will get the you will get the range or more range. Yeah, and also they have the advantage that unlike in here in Europe, where we expect even the smallest of cars really to be able to cope with motorways, and you know going on a bit of a journey, uh, mm. distance wise rather than time wise, then that's not necessarily the case with K cars in Japan. If you're doing longer journeys, you get the train. If you're dodging around and doing relatively local stuff then you don't need that same range yeah i think that it's interesting from uh hmm i wonder if this will catch on i wonder if there'll be legislation for it to catch on to help it catch on and then i wonder what the implications will be outside of japan generally because there'll be lessons learned and i think that you'll find that the other automakers from around the world will be keeping a close eye on that Mm. Well, that's my thought anyway. I have no idea whether it has any basis in reality. Last little thing I want to talk about was the theme of the show. And the theme of the show for many of the concepts, I think, was the jack it up and shove it on knobblies. (laughs) Technical terms. (laughs) Shove it on, yeah, well, exactly. And and I think one of the, the concepts that showed this off so the manufacturer concept that, that showed this off, this idea off quite well. It was Lexus and its NX Fev Off-Road, based on the NX 450H Plus, so their new plug-in hybrid. And that's really what it was pimping and what it was intended to, to, to show off at the show. It's been lifted. It has mud, BF Goodrich mud tires on it, which is always a good thing to have on any car. Yep. A little roof crate and cladding is cladding colored. Yes. which I think is is rather cool. I'm not sure I would take the bronze paint finish myself, but the whole idea in, of the concept just looks absolutely cracking. Yeah. And we saw quite a few of those, including from Honda, the Fit E Hev Crossstar Custom, which trips off the tongue as so many of these do. But, you know, if you did want to pimp your Honda Jazz, then this would be the way to do it. I mean... I'm not sure it'd be quite as useful down the uh, garden center, but I, I think it's it's pretty it's pretty cool. I think that's the best looking jazz I've seen. <laughs> it is. I, I like. I love the use of just. It looks like they're just standard steel wheels. It's kind of funny. Yeah. So this is a concept for it, and it, it looks like they are standard Honda steel wheels, just in gloss black and with uh, with center caps. But they look really good. I think there's a, a. I think I don't know. Is there a market for this kind of vehicle? I suppose so. I mean, we've see it, seen it with Ford jacking up the Fiesta and for the active models mm. uh, and the folks as well. Definitely the Fiesta you see around. Yep. I, I don't know if all those sales have been taken by the Puma, but somewhere where you don't necessarily have two model lines in the same the same kind of size range, one jacked and one not, then this kind of idea looks good. And I don't know. I just think that jazz is particularly well done. Yep. What they also do at the Autosalt is they go through and they have many, many different classifications 
for all the different tuners to essentially compete in. Then they award, obviously, best in shows across all the different categories. And I want to talk quickly about the best in show in the MPV category. And it was a Toyota Alphard MPV, and it was done by a company called Suzuki Complete. Now, Suzuki Complete, as you can tell by the name, normally work on smaller vehicles than this. So they specialize in lifting up and customizing jimneys and the like. And what they've done here is they've taken something which is the opposite end of the size range from a jimney. The only thing bigger would be a Land Cruiser, wouldn't it? Uh, basically. I mean, you're definitely into the, the smaller end of the Ford Transit ranges here, Transit <laughs> Custom type size, but more luxurious. Yes. And what they did is they took an Alpha, they got the, the front from the Lexus LM model, which is essentially the same, but sold outside of Japan. And they've added bonus cladding, a massive roof tent, many, many lights to it. Yellow yellow lights and they're yellow they're not just lights they're yellow lights and they're not just a simple led strip they are multiple yellow led lights and i think it looks fantastic it's got a 35 mil lift it is four-wheel drive so it can go off-road um, because they're so used to stuff being for use off-road and they've painted it all with raptor bed liner paint so it won't get scratched and it won't get ruined and it won't get rusty i think it's really really cool i'll happily take it on test for six to twelve months to let them know how good it is (laughs) it is it's really awesome so i I just felt that it was worth including most of many of them the wins many of the categories tended to be the sort of i don't know slammed and broken suspension look that we see quite a lot and you know many spoilers and some fantastic paint jobs but this really just tied in with the, that sort of sub-theme of the show about lifting stuff that shouldn't really necessarily be lifted, adding knobbly tires and, and heading for that van life, mm. I thought was pretty awesome. So anyway, Andrew, out of those, any particular favourites? Uh, well, I really like the, the the one that won't come to us at all, but the Mitsubishi EV K-Car. Yeah, around town stuff, that should be fantastic. But everybody I love the front it. end as well. It's just it's such a mad design, mad aggressive design in something that isn't aggressive in any way. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. I, I think that's one of the things that's really nice about the, the show. And I know we've gone the, the, the last picture that, that's still on everyone's screen is of a really quite an aggressive looking MPV. But I think one of the things that is really cool about the Tokyo Auto Sound is that stuff doesn't have to be aggressive. It doesn't have to be pointy. It can be cute and cuddly mm. and a bit whimsical. The car culture of Japan really seems to embrace the full ends of the spectrum. Yeah, on that. absolutely. And I think that that's a fantastic thing. I think it's one of the things that make Tokyo Auto Salon so interesting mm. is just the breadth of culture and, and everything that's on show there. And we've only talked about the tiniest little bit. I mean, we haven't even talked about the five door Jimny, but I think everybody people kind of know that that exists we haven't talked about stuff like the breed seats and the the fact that they're moving into baby seats i I can imagine it's just the thing if you had little breed stripey pattern seats and i I imagine little takana green harnesses for sprog i think that would be that'd be so much cooler than your recaro baby seat anyway andrew has no idea what i'm talking about i can just see this stare of he's on one um but lots of cool stuff that we haven't really covered figured this was worth worth a bit of a chat about some nice bit of fun as you say Mm. in a grim january (laughs) exactly exactly so to round up quickly folks we'd quite like your feedback on the format 
and whether you think it works or what we can do better next time. Yeah, what went well, better next time, all these kind of cool consultant things. <laughs> the photos that we've taken were all from the Toyota Salon, Auto Salon website. Obviously, sadly, we couldn't be there in person. Uh, if anybody wants to take me there in person the next time, then I'll happily go. Or they were from the manufacturer's press photos as well. So thank you very much to uh, those organizations for making them available for those of us who are having to cover this from some considerable distance away that's it for this show but don't forget that between now and next time you can give us any feedback share your thoughts with the show at motoring podcast on twitter and instagram on facebook and on the contact page of motoringpodcast.com the hub of all our activities uh, please don't forget that you can support us on patreon or any of the other ways available at motoringpodcast.com support and please leave a review and rating however your podcast app lets you do such a thing it really does matter Andrew, if people have more questions or wish to commiserate with you, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Best way to get in touch with me is via Twitter. If you search for Crack Windscreens, you'll find me there. And Alan, if people would like to speak to you more about Japanese cars, what's the best way for them to do that? <laughs> Crazy masochists, you. Best way is via Twitter. I'm at AJP Bradley. That's B I D L E Y. As I say, we'll be back before very long. But until then, I've been Alan Bradley. I've been Andrew Clues. And safe motoring.